Welcome to the Conscious King Podcast with Miss LX. Let's jump into today's episode. Next on our list, we've got Kraken. Kraken, are you cracking to go? I'm ready and willing. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So you were telling us uh, before we really started this recording today, some good news. So why don't you share? Oh, yeah. Why don't you share what's been going on to give us some context here? Well, uh, come August 14th, it will be the anniversary of my slave girl and I signing our contract. And she moved in with me. She had been about three hours away by car. We saw each other on weekends and the occasional week when you know, we both had a little break. Mm-hmm. Not, not break from each other, but break from work, mm-hmm. vacation time. And so we decided, well, time to move in. So she's here now. And of course, this is very different because now we, we're like, we, we have jobs, we have middle friends, we have our hobbies that we enjoy together. Uh, so we have to transition from having the MS, the MS dynamic thing going on on weekends when we saw each other to like a whole life. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a little more intense, but how do we, I'm trying to figure out how do we balance what's, I don't want to use the word normal, a vanilla, a vanilla couple, you know, people with normal jobs and yeah. normal hobbies mm-hmm. with the, the 24-7 dynamic when other people are not around. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do we balance who does which chore? I can't expect her to do all the chores, obviously. Right. Uh, just trying to figure out, are there, are there, obviously people have done this. Mm-hmm. Uh, people transition from long term to time together. And so far, all, all good. But I'm just wondering what to watch out for. What are some tricks, you know, strategies, red flags? Just yeah, any, any, be great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, congratulations to the both of you. Yeah. I'm so happy for you both. Everyone give it up for Kraken and uh, his wonderful, beautiful slave girl that we got we got going on here. So I'm, I'm so happy for you both. Um. I think the biggest, if I were just riffing off the top of my head with you right now, because there's a lot of information that I could give you an answer to this question, but what's hitting me right now is the biggest thing to watch out for that I see so often is burnout, 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 because in the attempt to bridge the gap between long distance or just scene to scene weekends, whatnot, it's now we have all of this territory to play in and it's, we try to build, we try to fit our life into this DS structure that we want versus fitting DS into our lifestyle. Now, I know that may seem counterintuitive if you're like BDSM is my lifestyle, but like you said, you can't be kinky literally 24 seven. You have to feed yourselves. You have to bathe yourselves. You have to go to work. Right. So the that's that's where I'm speaking from that angle in terms of don't fit your life into a DS structure or box, create the DS structure according to your lifestyle. And that's why I tell people the more present that you can be 
especially, I mean, this is ongoing, but for you right now in these early days, Kraken, the more present you can be with just the day to day, just sit back right now and observe a little bit. Observe who gravitates naturally to what? Does she naturally gravitate to the laundry first or the dishes first? What do you naturally gravitate to? Just observe, make notes of these things. What is her schedule with her friends and hobbies? What's your schedule with your friends and hobbies? And just gather data is, I I would say, in this first phase. Because what you're doing is looking for how your relationship is just naturally flowing. And then I would say, in that pattern that you find, look for creative ways to organically infuse DS elements and that power gap and that playfulness into your relationship on a day-to-day basis. Does that make sense as a principle? It absolutely does. And we've already started to, example, she likes to load the dishwasher, which I have no problem with, of course, but I have a particular way I like it done. And she had no problem with my protocol for dishwasher loading. So we're off to a great start. Perfect. Yeah, and I'm just thinking as we go forward, it's, you said how much is, we have friends together, which is how we met. Um, we have friends separate. We have our jobs. And obviously, I don't want to say there's a line drawn. I think, like you said, we have to figure out the best way to work it in. I just want to, don't want to go too fast. Don't want to go too slow. Don't want interest to wane. Uh, burnout was a great observation. Thank you for that. Because really, it's it's kind of on me to, to enforce the, the protocols, the rituals, and so on. And now I got to do it 24-7 versus just weekends and the occasional week. Exactly. Yes. And so I would say start slow, like experiment with a couple of rules, rituals, protocols. Try it out for a couple of weeks, see how it feels, but feel free to, to like make this clear to your slave that, hey, we're in a transition phase right now in our dynamic. So I might be rolling some things out, trying some rules, rituals, protocols with you, but I might, I might take them away and I might add some new things as we go along. So I would just tell your, tell your slave or submissive that just kind of warn her, hey, I might try some things out with you. They might stick, they might not. But I think it's going to be a very organic process of just kind of trial and error, see what works for the both of you. And I would advise you to to try not to look at it like black and white, BDSM or vanilla, kinky or not, 24-7 or not. Like I would I would stay away from that. And I would look at it more like a spectrum. Because there will be days where one or both of you is sick. And you can't do your typical rules, rituals, protocols. There will be times where, you know, family comes in and certain adjustments need to be made, whatever. So I would look at it as a spectrum and I would establish maybe a low protocol and no protocol, a low protocol and a high protocol. So that on the days where you have, you both have ample time and energy and you have the opportunity to play and connect 
and, and really maximize that power gap, that could be a high protocol day where there's maybe a stricter schedule, um, more intense rules, rituals, protocols, whatnot. Maybe a low protocol is something that you guys do in public or around vanilla friends or around family. And then no protocol could be those times where there's just no time, there's no energy, one or both of you is sick, something like that. Does that sound like it would be an effective system for you? Well, we've been doing that uh, since we started anyway. I mean, we, we sat down, we said, okay, when we're our, with our family and our closest friends, there really can't be any protocol. And when we're just kind of out in public ourselves, it's like medium. And when we're home alone, then it's high. And that's just continued. That hasn't been a problem transition at all. Okay. Okay. So then my point is, if you are already familiar with that structure and at home had previously been all high protocol, 24-7 cannot be high protocol all the time. So that's why I'm saying that adjustment needs to take place in the same way that you did it before. You just need to look at at home. What would at home look like low protocol? What would at home look like no protocol? What would at home look like? You know, if we are living together, are all the rules, rituals and protocols the same as they were before when we were in the, in the same house together? Like that's what I'm trying to trying to like, Look at your your week as maybe Monday's no protocol or Tuesday's high protocol or whatnot. Like it could be a weekly thing. It could be a daily change. And that's what I'm saying. Those levels are going to all have to be worked out just very, very organically, if that makes any sense whatsoever. I, I, it does. I mean, certainly the protocols and rituals will evolve to fit the new circumstances, and that will probably continue as you get older, as someone comes to visit, you know, whatever it is. I mean, I think the rituals should be sustainable and flexible. Yes. Um, and memorable. And I think we're, we can evolve them. I love your thoughts on, on the thought I just had is that I would worry that I certainly think low protocol because we don't want to burn out. I would hate to ever have no protocol at home because I would fear complacency creeping in. Mm-hmm. Okay. You think of that. Well, then you have to think of if that is not an option and there will always be some sort of rule, ritual, protocol, there will always be some sort of power gap between the two of you. Then I would simply think of what what would be acceptable to you as the dominant when your submissive cannot show up as she normally does? If, if it's a situation she cannot, I certainly understand that. Um, but when she can, and when I can do my thing, I would hate to have no protocol at that point, just because if there's no reason, if there's no reason to drop the protocol, just i'm worried that complacency would slip in that was what i was wondering if you think that's a valid concern or if it's something i just don't need to worry about oh no i think it's a valid concern and that's why i'm saying no protocol isn't like oh we just don't feel like it today that's not what i'm saying no protocol yeah no protocol would be specifically used for those situations like you're like you're speaking to where 
there is a severe illness and she literally cannot show up in that way. Something like that. But no, no, no. I don't think I don't think that's a wise idea at all. So, yes, I think it's a very valid concern and I wouldn't just turn it off. Now, if she's requesting a break or you need a break. On the same, you know, on the on the same token, don't let that freak you out because you all haven't been walking on this path before. So that's another thing. What are you going to do if there isn't a situation where you feel would be uh, would merit a no protocol situation, but something comes up where she goes, well, this is really intense. And I just, I just need like a day or two to wrap my head around this. Let's just go no protocol, something like that. Like, I'm just trying to extend grace and compassion for you where if that happens, it's not the end of the world. Adjustments need to happen sometimes. And it could, I'm not saying it will, but if you're going from, you know, three hours apart meeting, you know, once a week, even you could kind of hit the wall, be like, okay, whoa, this was a lot. And I didn't expect to run into this. Because you're asking about red flags or possible obstacles. And really, that's difficult for me to predict without knowing, you know, your daily dynamic and schedule and all of the things that go into it. And that's why I said burnout is if we can keep you, and that's really the biggest thing, Kraken, if we can keep you creative and present and playful and open and consistent that's that's the ideal because we want you to feel those happy good feelings all the time so you can be present and create scenes and just and organically have play moments pop up so we don't want you to have so many intense rules rituals and protocols where you get burnt out you can't keep up with holding her accountable to them either if that makes sense and yeah, well, that's your point about burnout. Yes, that, I hadn't thought of that. And thank you for that. Because it, it is a lot. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot for her. You may not realize it's a lot for me. Yeah. Because um, I kind of feel like I'm responsible as the dom to keep the relationship on track. Yes. So it's yeah. a little, I'm confident I can do that. But every once in a while, it's a little intimidating because it's like on all the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, you know, to that note about being on all the time, look at maybe some opportunities for not, not even like a switch point to take place, but you as the dominant are allowed to take space and you're allowed to call for rest and her giving that to you can be a part of her submission where... Okay. Where if you need, if you need the night off, where you just, you need her to be your perfectly quiet little footstool where she's not even engaging with you on a human level. You just need to check the fuck out and not really engage on a, on a very high level of dominance or just night off. Hey. I want you to just go do your own thing tonight. Master needs time to himself to just kind of regroup. Allow yourself that without shame because 
even those moments provide her opportunities to serve you. I will explain it to her that way, and then she won't freak out and feel like she's screwed up. And I, and <laughs> I don't want her to, to freak out and feel like uh, she's messed up. So that's a great, I'll put it to her that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and because that, you likely will run into that. At some point, you, you will likely run into that where you're just going to need some time. You're going to need your brain to kind of like, chill so you can come up with all these fun beautiful creative ideas again and really that that is the key is in those moments she needs to know that part of her submission is waiting part of her submission is patience part of her submission is allowing her dominant the space and the time that he needs to stay present and connected and it's a beautiful way for her to serve you. That is fantastic. Thank you for that. Good. Good. Go ahead and take a little break. Great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's totally, totally normal, totally natural. And if you set that kind of expectation before that happens, it'll be even easier for her to, uh, for her to receive like, Hey, you know, we were 24 seven in a way that we haven't been before, it might get a little intense. I might need some rest at some point. So if I call for rest, I need you to be a good, respectful slave and not take it personally and not start spiraling. And it could be a beautiful point of training too, you know? I think she would respond well to that, actually. She's not... um... He's not someone who normally lacks confidence. So I, I think she would understand that, actually. I don't think there would be a problem there. Awesome. That sounds, that's wonderful. It sounds like the two of you and you guys in the chat, like, am I, am I wrong? It sounds like you two have an amazing dynamic, amazing connection, really, really great communication and a lot of unity and clarity between the two of you. Yeah, it sounds like you're off to a really, really great start, Kraken. I would, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too worried. I'm not worried about you one bit, my friend. And I would not just say that. Well, I appreciate it. It's not, uh, worry is way too strong a word. I just was thinking, you know, things are going well. There's no reason they shouldn't. But maybe I'll just get a little advice from someone a little more experienced on what kind of things to look out for. And you gave great advice. I appreciate that. Good. Um, awesome. No, I've never had a relationship this good with any woman. This is, um, and it's it's just been fantastic. I mean, the honesty, something I had to get used to. And that's weird that someone should have to get used to honesty from their partner, right? But it's right. <laughs> Took a little getting used to. Yes, I know. But I'm so cracking. You be preaching up in this kinky church right now. Yeah, you're exactly right. It is. It shouldn't be the exception, but it often is. And I am so happy for you, my friend, that you found a safe, trustworthy woman that you can invest in and pour into and that she can invest and pour back into you. And it sounds like you guys are just, just so good for each other. So I'm just, I'm thrilled for you both and, uh, give it a shot, you know, let me know how it goes in the, in these next few weeks. And if we need to troubleshoot, if something comes up, we need to troubleshoot, then you let me know and we'll come back together. 
thank you very much. I'm looking forward to getting to the top of the podium on the coaching wait list as well. You're almost and, uh, there. Almost there. I'm so close. Uh, I know coming. you are almost yeah. there. You're almost there. I know it's, it's, it's a, it's a long wait sometimes, but my, my students don't leave me. They just are like, Nope, Ms. L. It took me a year to get this spot. I am never, ever giving it up ever again. So anyway, I have so much salt. Yes, Mistrix. Anyway, Kraken, you're almost there. Thank you so much for your patience. And uh, I love you. You're worth the wait, literally. Thank you so much. Good, 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 Kraken. All right, all right. Well, I'm glad I was able to help you out. If that is all, then you can go ahead and mute that mic and everyone give it up for Kraken and his wonderful, wonderful, beautiful slave girl and their beautiful dynamic. Love it. Love it. All right. Thank you for sharing. I know. All right. We are moving on to Porters. Porters, whenever you're ready, you can go ahead and unmute that mic and we can get to it. All right. Let's do this. All right. What's up? How can I help you? So um, my question was regarding aftercare. I currently am kind of in a play partner situation with somebody that I'm considering like a longer term um, romantic and kinky dynamic with. Catch the rest of this conversation in the next episode.